Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast. Your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where you go? Hey, before we get going, let's give a quick shout out to our partners here at Auburn Live and the Auburn Live show. First of all, Southeastern, great bar in downtown Auburn, fantastic two-story building, beautiful place, great lounge upstairs, tons of TVs, outdoor seating area, some finger foods and stuff like that as well. Awesome location in downtown Auburn. Go visit Southeastern, great game day experience, weekend experience. Um, just go check them out, Southeastern, on Magnolia. Other partner, the Irritable Bow Restaurant, also on Magnolia, on the other side uh, of the street in downtown downtown Auburn, down, down Magnolia. Go check them out. Really good Chinese bow uh, food, uh, sh- shrimp shrimp rolls and, and steak, steak and, and, and chicken uh, skewers and um, rice bowls and just a bunch of, bunch of good stuff, man. If you've never had Chinese bow, it's really, really good. Shout out to our friend Whitley Dykes. Um, they get you in and out really quickly. So if you ever see a line, don't worry. It moves quickly. Go check out the Irritable Bow restaurant downtown Auburn and uh, tell them Auburn Live sent you. All right, let's go. Hey, welcome in to another Auburn Live show. Glad everybody could join us on this Tuesday morning. Hope everybody had a good Labor Day, getting back to work, get back in the swing of things, long three-day weekend. I know it's probably awesome. A bunch of people went to the lake, all that good stuff. I worked because we don't get an off day in football season. So Monday was a uh, presser day and all that good stuff. So anyway, glad everybody could join us. Um, hope everybody checked out the podcast from Monday morning um, because we had on Ben Leard, former Auburn quarterback, Ben Leard, who's going to join us every Monday morning for our Monday morning quarterback edition of the podcast. So it'll just be Ben and I breaking down the game, giving our thoughts, going through offense, going through defense, stats, you know, meaning, purpose, all that good stuff. So hopefully you checked out the Monday Morning Quarterback edition of the Auburn Live podcast with Ben Leard. That was on Monday morning. Hey, so it's just going to be me today. So what we're going to do on Tuesdays, Tuesday mornings is I think I'm just going to go through, you know, a lot of what Brian Harson talked about on Monday. Brian Harson's press conference is on Monday afternoon. Um, that's where he reviews the previous game, talks about the upcoming game, um, and does a lot of updates on on different players and injuries and things like that. So it's fairly informative, fairly informative, although it's a little bit hard to get information out of Brian Harson. I mean, he's Brian Harson. I mean, he's, you know, he just, he's pretty straightforward, I guess, uh, you know, in, in that way. So, I mean, he does provide information, but it's, um, you don't necessarily get really, really amazing quotes, you know. Um, you know, you're looking for like this kind of juicy you know, emotional or like impactful quote. You don't always get that from Brian Harson. He's very businesslike. Um, that's actually one of the things I hit on when I wrote the, you know, we have a piece that's Mondays with Brian Harson. It's unpacking the best of, of Brian Harson's presser. And it's one of the things I kind of hit on was one thing I'm learning very quickly with Brian Harson. It takes an awful lot to impress him. 
and to get that out of him. I mean, you, you might ask him a question and you're in your mind, you're thinking, this is a great question. It's a, I'm, I'm just teeing it up for him to knock it out of the park. Like you might get, you might ask him, coach, what was your first Auburn win? Like, I mean, how amazing to start your, you know, start the, the, your, the, the Brian Harson air off with a win. And, and his answer would be like, it was great. It was good. And, you know, so it's just back to work. Like that's his answer. And you're like, man. So that's one thing I'm learning about him. But in, in that learning about Brian Harson is something that came through today. Um, he was talking about what he wants to see from his team this week. And he wants to see maturity from his team this, this week. Um, and that comes from a big 60 to 10 victory, but he wants to see, okay, can you get back to work quickly? That one's behind you. Now, can you go one and know the next week? Can you stay focused? Can you don't get, don't get too high. Don't get too low. Focus on what you need to focus on in practice, translate it into a game. Like it's a very practical, pragmatic, um, process for, for Brian Harson. and in watching him, that's who he is. So I think it's, I think, you know, I think he's going to be pretty successful in creating a culture and molding his team around that, um, around that mindset, because that's exactly who he is. You know, he doesn't have to just say it to his team and hope they, you know, listen about, Hey, just everybody stay focused. That's how he is. They're going to pick up on how he is and his reactions and not too high and not too low. And they're going to, I think they're going to take on that personality sooner or later. Whether it happens this year or not, I don't know. But I think the players, the more players around him, they're going to pick up his personality, and I like his personality in terms of just going to work. I think it creates the opportunity for a very consistent team and a very consistent program. doesn't mean you're going to win every game, obviously. It doesn't, doesn't mean championships are coming. It just means that I think Brian Harson and his personality create a really good opportunity for the program to be consistent and to maybe – avoid so much of the roller coaster that played Gus Malzahn's time at Auburn. He's still going to have, you know, some tough losses. Auburn's still going to lose a game by three touchdowns. Like you're still going to have those, but I'm, I'm thinking you're going to have less of that. I'm thinking you're going to have just a little more consistency in what you're going to see from a program year in and year out. You're not going to see a team in the same season, you know, blow out an SEC team, rush for 300 yards and in the same season, go lose by four touchdowns to an SEC team. And you're like, how do you, you know, how does it look so good and so bad? How is, how is it so extreme one way or the other? That's what I think you're not going to see as much from Brian Harson and his teams is the extremes, one extreme to the other extreme, back to the other extreme. I don't think you're going to see that. I just kind of, it's just sort of my thoughts watching Brian Harson and his press conference and what he wanted from his team. It just kind of, it kind of came into focus for me uh, even more so, but he talked about wanting maturity from his team. He talked about, wanting everybody to stay focused on the things they need to focus on, not letting any kind of hype get to them. Um, and just, you know, everybody in that building, uh, keep your head at in terms of preparation and, 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 and putting the work in and practice and translating that into a game. It's a very, it's a very pragmatic process for him. So that was something that, that really stood out to me during his, during his press conference on, on Monday, he did update us on a few players We'll start with Jalen Simpson, who is a cornerback, really good corner for Auburn, who didn't participate in the scrimmage slash open practice, the fan fest. Jalen Simpson was dressed out, but he was doing work on the side. He didn't participate. He was dressed out, and he played very early in the game against Akron, but only a few minutes in, 
he walked with trainers back into the locker room and he did not return. Brian Harson was asked about Simpson's status and Brian Harson said, we're going to talk about that later. He said, I think he had an opportunity to come back in the game, you know, but he did not Hopefully we get him back this week. So not sure what's going on there. doesn't seem like it's anything serious. He just can't seem to get healthy and stay on the field. Harson updated us on two other players that have missed action in the open scrimmage and have missed the first game. That is Nickel Ladarius Tennyson and freshman wide receiver Tavares Dawson. I have a feeling both of these are COVID related. I know Tavares Dawson tested positive a while back. Tennyson, I, I, I'm not sure, but I, I just have a feeling it potentially could be COVID related or, or, or a contact tracing thing. There's not, it's not a discipline issue with them. They just simply both miss, both miss the game. And, and Brian Harson says, hopefully they're back this week. So if it's not injury and it's not discipline and Harson's saying, hopefully they're back this week, uh, it, it kind of leaves a little gray area. And to me, that, that, that makes me think, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a, maybe a, a COVID issue or a protocol issue of when they can come back and, and you know, and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of a quick update on Tennyson, Dawson, and Simpson. You know, they're going to need – certainly going to need Tennyson, Simpson as the season goes on. Those guys need to come back because, you know, Tennyson is a guy that would play that nickel and would play a lot on defense. He's a good player. And same with Jalen Simpson. Those two guys are important for depth. Dawson's a freshman, has a chance to be good, but I think he'll, you know, he's behind Javaris Johnson and, and, and some other some other players, but he provides depth at that inside receiver position as well. So Tennyson and Dawson need to get back in there and get reps, and Simpson needs to get healthy as well. One of the things Harson's uh, one thing one of the things Brian Harson hit on uh, was he, he mentioned there was very few mental mistakes from the team uh, on Saturday. If they went back and watched the film, and very few mental mistakes, which is good. They only had I think three penalties, no turnovers. Um, so he said, um, you know, that was one thing I did appreciate from our team. We didn't have a ton of mental mistakes on either side of the ball. We got a few other things to clean up, but I thought the guys came in, came into the game prepared. So that was good to hear. So not just from a penalty standpoint, but you know, those mental mistakes that, you know, we don't see that we, that, you, you know, that, that obviously they see, uh, he didn't see a lot of them. So pretty, pretty good for a first game, um, not just winning the opponent, but that's the kind of stuff. Um, where you're you're really competing against yourself when it comes to mental mistakes or penalties and things like that. So to have very few of those is awesome um, for for game one. I think it shows that that staff really pays attention to detail, and and maybe the players are are gonna um, you know piggyback on that that attention to detail as well. Um, one of the interesting uh, notes that Brian Harson dropped on how they kind of approach Sunday. Sunday's kind of a walkthrough, watch film, things like that. But I did think it was interesting. He talked about, you know, Auburn played 70, uh, 67 players against Akron on Saturday, but still not everybody played. And then even, even some of the guys that did play, you know, still didn't get a ton of reps. And so I thought it was interesting that Brian Harson talked about getting those guys reps on Sunday. And so what they do is they bring those players back. And if there's players that didn't get any reps on Saturday or maybe just got a few or didn't get it, didn't get as many as the coaches would have liked to, for them to get in, in an ideal scenario, they bring them back on Sunday and those guys get a chance to actually get some, some decent reps. You know, they'll practice and they'll go through some different stuff where those guys will get a chance to get out there and, and participate maybe more than they would on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, of practice. And um, I thought that was interesting because obviously, you know, you start on, on, you know, the week and it's, and it's game prep and they're back to scout team. Sunday's kind of that day of, 
if any of those guys didn't get in or somebody got, only got a couple of reps, they get a chance to have some reps on Sunday in some action, not just be scout team. And so Brian Harson said that he, it's the coaching staff's goal. It's their job that if you're not a starter, they've got to get you in a role where you can contribute and you can play. Um, he said that's all about development and that's about becoming a better football player. And so those opportunities and games are practice, you know, whenever you get to take advantage of it, hopefully makes you a better football player and you can execute at, at a high level. So he kind of put it on himself and those coaches. I just liked how he put it. He says, it's our job to find a role for them on this team. And that means that we've got to continue to get them reps just because the season starts and you have a depth chart. You can't just forget about everybody else and just, well, we don't have time to develop you anymore. They still have to find time to develop those guys. And so I thought it was interesting kind of how he put it and on, on, on getting those guys reps Sunday and kind of putting it on them to, to find, find time to, to continue to get, continue to, to get those guys better. Um, one of the things that stood out in Auburn's game was the balance on offense, obviously 315 yards rushing, 297 passing, incredibly balanced on just 58 offensive plays. I mean, balance and efficiency personified, no doubt. And, and Brian Harson was asked about that balance uh, and he said, as far as the balance goes, if you can run it, then you're able to get your play action. You're able to get some of the pass game stuff you want accomplished. But he basically said it, it starts with the run. You know, he, he wasn't like, well, yeah, you know, we want to be 50-50 and this and that. It's run first. You know, think it makes me think of, um, of uh, Field of Dreams. You know, if you run it, the balance will come. And then that's kind of how he portrayed it. That's kind of how he portrayed it. It wasn't, it wasn't like, well, we try to do a little run, a little pass. It's run. And then everything else will come if, if you run the football. Um, and so if, if Auburn is ever unsuccessful running the football, obviously um, it, it gets tricky. But the balance starts with the run, um, not the other way around. Um, obviously, there's times where you're, you know, running is going to be difficult and you're going to have to throw. And they're, 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 hopefully there's not times for Auburn where it's too lopsided um, because that won't bode well. If there's a game where Bo Nix throws the ball 38 times, you know, might, might not bode well. In the past, it certainly wouldn't bode well, you know, maybe with this offense and, 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 and some of the routes and the check downs and some of the, some of the ways that Bonex can distribute the ball. Maybe that's not as bad, you know, in the past with Gus Malzahn, if they threw 38 times, you're thinking, okay, well, he's going to complete about maybe 20 of the 38 and, you know, it, they're not running. So it's probably just going to be a mess. Um, we'll, we'll have to kind of wait and see, what happens in the first game in this offense when Auburn can't run and has to throw a lot? Because I think, you know, in that last offense, it, it would just turn into back shoulder fades and all that stuff, and it just wasn't efficient. Um, but I thought that was something that stand at, stood out. Harson talking about, hey, it comes with the run with the run first. Um, and, and he says, you know, your game plan has to have enough versatility in it to where you can help yourself on the offensive side if the defense comes out there and tries to force your hand in a certain way. I thought Coach Bobo and the offensive staff did a really good job of that. So, you know, incredible balance, incredible efficiency in that in that first game. And obviously, Bo Nix, man, 20 of 22, what a, what a game, and, and didn't see a lot of the same kind of routes and stuff you've seen over the past few years from him. The pass rush, man, what, what a performance from those guys on Saturday night. Six sacks, 11 tackles for loss. Somehow the stat sheet only lists Akron with uh, – or only lists Auburn with two quarterback hurries. I guess that means every time they got back there, they were either sacking the quarterback or tackling the quarterback for a loss. To only have two quarterback hurries, they pretty much made the play when they got back there. 
Um, so that was impressive. You know, Brian Harson talked about the pass rush and he's, he said, I thought everybody at some point provided pressure on the quarterback in the pass game. So really praise those guys and, and really praise the guys across the board. Everybody at a different point made a play. T.D. Moultrie and Marquis Burks were both defensive linemen, players of the week, kind of co-players of the week. Moultrie was incredible. Marquis Burks, you know, came in, had a couple of sacks as a backup. So those two guys played, you know, played really well. Um, Harson kind of stressed that they still need more guys to step up on that line. You know, we've talked about depth on the on the line, just developing that depth. Look at Romello Height, man. He looks pretty good. So that's the kind of depth Eco Leota continue Marcus Harrison Fair continue to develop JJ Begeese, um, Zakevius Walker. Those guys need to continue to develop to provide depth on that defensive line. Uh, because they're going to need it. That's what it's all about in the SEC, often, especially right now. The offensive and defensive lines more than ever before are just – there are some dominant, dominant players, and if you're not up to up, up to par, you're going to get smoked. But good start for the defensive line and their ability to pressure the quarterback. they got a lot of speed, a lot of speed. We hit on the tight end. That was obviously, you know, a big um, thing we heard in fall camp. Will Auburn use the tight end? Will Auburn use the tight end? You know, hard to know if it's true until you see it. Well, you saw it Saturday night. Five catches for John Samuel Schenker. He's four away from his season total last year in 2020. Um, and in that game, five different tight ends, Schenker, Luke Deal, Tyler Fromm, uh, Brendan Frazier, and Landon King all played. Auburn played five tight ends in that football game. At one point, they had four in on a goal line situation for blocking. So um, there's no doubt they're going to use to use the tight end. That was obvious on Saturday night. And Brian Harson was asked about that. You know, Brian Harson started his career coaching tight ends. Like he, he coached tight ends in the very, very beginning. So he's got a little, that's an important thing for him. And he had an interesting quote. He said, in my opinion, that's a very important position. You see that position utilized in the NFL. And if it's good enough for those teams in the NFL, it's certainly good enough for us. He said, I think we have a good group of tight ends. I think they're smart and they work hard. Schenker had a chance to get a couple opportunities in the past game, but that was created by what he was doing in the run game. It was good to utilize them, and that position can continue to keep developing for us in the run and the pass game. But I thought that was a pretty funny funny comment and so true. You think about the last 10 years, the, the tight end's been non-existent for Auburn outside of Philip Lutzenkirchen, who was fantastic, and, and then C.J. Uzoma, who was fantastic, but got way underutilized. C.J.'s best season was 11 catches. He did that in, I think, 12 and 13 maybe. Um, 11 catches. And C.J. Uzoma is in the NFL still today. I mean, C.J.'s been in the league now for, I mean, gosh, whatever, six, seven years. And his best season at Auburn was 11 catches, one catch a game. Um, he was very, very underutilized at Auburn. But I thought it was a good good – Good, funny, kind of funny comment from Harson. Hey, if it's good enough for the NFL, I mean, look in the NFL, man, all over the place, right? Gronk or Kelsey and on and on. So, I mean, they use their NFL tight ends like like crazy. And so he's thinking, okay, if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for us. So it should be an option. It's such a matchup. Look at Notre Dame, man, a fantastic tight end. It just – if you do it right and have the right kind of athlete there, it's a, it's a, it's a tough – it's a tough matchup. It also provides a big target. And that's the other thing about that tight end. It's a big target, especially if you're somebody like Bo Nix who – is improving his accuracy, but neat. what a big target to hit. You know, you don't have to try to hit a receiver that where, where a DB can slide in there and make a play. It's tough to get around. If you're a nickel guy and you somehow get on a tight end, it's tough to get around a big tight end to make a play if the ball placement's good. you got to get through that big tight end, and it's not easy. Um, so, 
Shanker caught a you know five passes. It'd be interesting to see if anybody else gets in the mix. If maybe they have some 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 options where there's a couple of tight ends and maybe Shanker's a decoy and they sneak somebody else out. But um, they're all they're all pretty pretty impressive. But Shanker, man, don't, don't know that he's dropped a pass. He looked really really good. Is that pass catching? Is that pass catching option at tight end? Um, and then and then you know the one other thing I wanted to, to mention was a, a kind of a funny question that Brian Harson got asked <laughs> during his press conference, which is what does he like to do after the game? We all know what Gus Malzahn did, right? Went to Waffle House, and I think every coach, you know, has a, a different ritual, different different thing. Um, I don't know that Harson does. He just said he likes to hang out with his family. You know, we saw him. Uh, before the game was with his family. We saw him after the game. He went and celebrated with the students and then he took pictures with his, with his daughters and his, and his wife. And, um, and so yeah, he just says he likes to hang out with his family. Um, he said his family had a chance to be on the field and share some great moments. He said they were excited. They were treated really well, but he just talked about, he likes to go home and just sit back with them and talk about what they did during the game and what they thought about the game. You know, he says, he actually says, I like to hear their thoughts on what they thought about the game and how we performed. Um, so I thought that's interesting. He goes home and says, what'd y'all do during the game? And, you know, he wants to hear, Hey, how was the suite? You know, how was tailgating, you know? Um, which is kind of how I, you know, I, I cover the game. So there's so many things that I don't get to be a part of. So there's, it's, I understand what he's saying. There's times you're like, Hey, how was, you ask people, Hey, how was tailgating? How was this? Cause I'm, you know, you're busy working. And so it's kind of cool to listen to him talk about asking them how their day was and really interested in what they thought about the game. I thought that was interesting. Um, you know, obviously they're not going to give him X's and O's perspective, but you know, maybe they say something, you know, him as a guy, I think he's just gathering information. I thought that was interesting, um, of him to, to actually say, I'm, we, we talk about it a little bit and I'm curious what they thought, you know, I'm curious what they thought, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's the fan perspective that he can get from, from, from home. Not that he's going around making decisions on fans, but it's, it's not a bad, you know, perspective it's not a bad thing to have that perspective in the back of your mind um, and not living in a complete bubble. So um, anyway, good press conference from, from Brian Harson. really interesting stuff. A lot of good information as Auburn prepares for Alabama state. Alabama state's probably better than Akron, but it's, you know, it's, it's not, it's still not going to be um, a, a game that creates a lot of adversity for Auburn. Hopefully they stay healthy um, as Auburn has a week of practice as they prepare for Alabama state, we'll see maybe how they attack Alabama state, how they, how they can get some more guys in there. Um, what do they want to do? What do they want to improve on to get ready for Penn state? Probably a lot of things that they know they're going to need to do well, that they're going to try to, to get more reps in against Penn state, things like that. But um, really interesting stuff from Brian Harson. But I, I thought, as I said, I thought this, the, you know, what I led the, the podcast with, I thought that was the most, Interesting, and it kind of stood out to me to me the most for the first time listening to Brian Harson talk about what he expected from his team while he was talking about it made it just abundantly clear that that's exactly who he is, and it, it, eventually that's going to rub off on his team. I mean, it's just exactly who he is. I mean, somebody asked him a question; it's just some of his reactions are so bland because it just it it they're emotionless. Um, and, and it's not that he doesn't have emotion. He's just so much about the next thing that has to be done to improve, stay focused, prepare, do the little things. I mean, you go back to even when we mentioned that the Auburn football review or Auburn football released a video last week. And in part of the video was Brian Harson talk, uh, showing a clip to his team of the, of the holder. Holder had a GoPro on his helmet. 
and it was the snap coming in, the holder catching the ball, putting it down, spinning the laces. It was just over and over. And he was just showing them the consistency every time. Boom, spin it, laces out. Boom, spin it, laces out. And it was like, why is he, you know, who, how many coaches would show the whole team GoPro footage for a few minutes on simply the snapped for a, for a field goal? But his point was every same thing, every time, same thing, same thing, same thing. And it became impressive. Exactly the same, exactly the same. Um, and so that's just how he thinks. That's how he acts. And I think eventually that's going to translate to the team. I think you're already seeing some of that when you're talking about game one out of the gate and to have just a couple penalties and not very many mental mistakes. Um, I think it's going to translate, but, but, but that's what he expects from himself. And that's what he expects from his team. So there you go. It catches you up on all, all the, uh, all the Auburn football news. No, no real uh, injury news past that pretty healthy game. Uh, Colby wouldn't little banged up, but came back in with that, with that brace on his arm. So no issues there. Um, as well. Players of the game, Bo Nix on offense, Zacoby McLean on defense, offensive line was Berdarius Ham, and Wesley Steiner on the special teams, and then as we mentioned, T.D. Moultrie and Marquise Burks on the defensive line. Well, hope everybody had a good Labor Day. Hope everybody has a good Tuesday. That catches you up on things. We'll be back on Wednesday with, an, with another podcast. Make sure you're on AuburnLive.com. So much good football and basketball team information and recruiting information and perspective from guys like Cole Pinkston who has really good analysis. If you missed Cole's analysis during the game, really go check that out. It's really cool. Um, open that page up on your computer or your phone during the game and just refresh it every few minutes. And he's providing real time analysis during the game of stuff that's going on. And so you, you know, you, and then it's a great piece to go back and read on Sunday. You can relive the game and just read it and go, Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. It's a great piece. So make sure and check that out on um, that real time analysis piece that happens during the game and go check it out. If you miss it, go read it on Sunday morning. It's kind of some good fun reading. We also had some post game coverage um, uh, from, from myself on what we learned uh, from the game um, that, that uh, provides a little bit of context to the, to the whole thing. And then we've, we've got some amazing photo photo gallery, some amazing scenes from the game as well. Um, we have an awesome photo- photographer. So if you missed that, go, go on auburnlive.com, check it out. Still just $10 for a year. That is a, the amount of information that we provide in the, in the inside information in the, in the context that, that we provide um, for $10 is a steal. It won't be like that for long. Just understand that we're launching Auburn live and it's been an unbelievable launch. And uh, we're so happy and proud that the people have, have, have joined our, our team and, and, and wanted to, to be a part of our community, but it won't last that much longer. And you're going to be kicking yourself if you missed out on that ridiculously good deal, $10 for a year. So go check that out. And uh, that's it. Until next time, we'll see you. Go, to, go check out auburnlive.com and we'll see you on the message boards. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.